0: Welcome to the podcast of C3 Church with today's message. So I want to start off here. Uh, Those are our foundational scriptures. So we're going to take it uh, from a male's point of view, Uh, becoming fluent in quality time. And again, I'm speaking specifically to the men right now. Elaine is going to speak to the ladies. Um, There's all of these books up here we've read. Uh, We would suggest that you get them, read them. Uh, They're great resources from Dr. Uh, Gary Chapman. Uh, They will help you in your relationships, not only with your spouse, but with your children and your teenagers as well. So we're talking about quality time, time, time. Time is one of the most valuable commodities that we have. Would you agree with that? So we got, what, 24 hours in a day. We have 1,440 seconds and uh, roughly, what, 86,400? Um, uh, I'm sorry, 1,440 minutes and 86,400 seconds uh, in a day. But time can't be stolen or transferred. Amen. Amen. Time cannot be exchanged or refunded. Apostle Paul said we must redeem the time because the days are evil. In other words, he's saying we have to take um, every opportunity with the time that we have to do the best that we can. Amen. Because nobody can add more time to your life. That's right. Right. So in other words, redeem the time to me means I need to do everything I can to make the best that I can of this life. Right. Because once this life is up, it is over. Now, speaking of time, there are so many things that are vying for your time. Right they so many things that are pulling on you okay so like all right well i'm gonna just name some and you just nod your head if you know what i'm talking about how about your job right you know sometimes nine ten twelve fourteen hours amen but then you got the commute right so you got the windshield time that's what i call it you're just looking at the windshield you know sometimes that's your best prayer time too because you're praying about them folks you work with so uh, so that, <laughs> y'all know what I'm talking about. We both in corporate America, so we know. What about school? You might be taking a, a class, you're, you're getting a, a another degree, um, things of that nature, or your children, and then your children have activities. Mm-hmm. They have sports, singing, cheerleading, all these other things that they have, and then you might want to, you know, you, you want to go to the gym, you know, work a little something, something, right? You want to get that body all in shape, you know? Get things together there, Amen. Hey, somebody, yeah, amen. I have a couple of folks who like to work out, Amen. Right, you got to get it, get it all in shape. So that's time, right? Now I, I tend not to spend hours in the gym, Evan. So <laughs> uh, I tend to, <laughs> I
1: His time will get reevaluated. Yeah,
0: Amen. <laughs> so you're definitely going to get reevaluated. So, uh, so I tend to get in. Do what I got to do and get out, right? Because once the gym gets packed and women come in there and they don't know what how to wear clothes, I don't need to be in there like that. You know what I'm saying? So my head is down. I got my ball cap on. I'm working out. I ain't even looking up because if I look up, you see stuff, and I ain't got time for that. Somebody said, no, nobody have time for that. <laughs> what about church? Right? You want to do things for the church. You want to do things for the community. Um, and then you got that old, that old spouse at the crib. You know, you got that spouse you got to spend time with. So you got all this stuff, and all you have is 24 hours, right? So quality time is major. And for a person whose priority, whose main love language is quality time, it is imperative that they spend time with you. Let me drop this one on you right here. Remember, marriage is a relationship to be nurtured and cherished. Not a project to be completed or a problem to be solved, fellas. And I have to say this to the fellas because we always want to fix stuff. We're fixers. Baby, tell me what's wrong. Well, this is how you fix it. Right?
1: They doing what to
0: you? They mean I'll take care of them. Right? That's 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 alphas, right? We all alphas. There ain't no betas in here, right? Ain't no, if you're a beta male, we gotta talk. Hey, Amen. Women, women not looking for no betas. They're looking for alphas, men who know how to take control. But we're not supposed to control every situation. Amen. Sometimes, ladies, if you know you got a man like that, sometimes you have to let them know, listen, honey, I just want you to listen. I don't want you to fix it. <laughs> and, you know, to us, we go, oh, okay, I'm listening then, right? You just, sometimes we, you got to instruct us. Because if you don't, we already down the road. As soon as you get the first three words out, we way down the road. We have, we, we've missed everything in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> I must be talking some truth right about now. <sighs> so the kind of time that we're talking about is, is, is important. So let me just say this right here. Just being in her presence does not necessarily mean quality time. Mm-hmm. The key word is quality, quality guys. Advice. Quality means to set a high standard, right? So if you guys are just in the same room together, that's not necessarily quality time because you might be on your phone and she might be watching television. That's not quality time. Or she might be on her phone and you might be watching ESPN. So that's not quality time, right? So we want to make sure that you understand when we say quality time, this means that it's a standard in there, which means you really have to focus, Right, and to focus, sometimes you got to stop doing some stuff that you're doing. You you can be in the same house, but not really be together. You know, there there are some people who are roommates, but they have marriage on their certificate. But you're nothing but glorified roommates because you really don't talk. You might even be sleeping in the same bed, but you're number roommates. You you are a convenience for one another. Roommates with benefits. Who's heard that one before? Got the benefits of it? But listen, that's not a, that's not a marriage. That there there is no you're not that's not wholesome. Um and we, we wanna make sure that what we give you guys is gonna help you uh in your relationship so you can have a a, a healthy marriage. So that's what's important here. Some husbands and wives think that they're spending time together when in reality they're only living in close proximity. And so we wanna make sure that when we say quality time, that's not just you guys just close to each other, in the same room, and you're not talking. Nothing is going on. <laughs>
1: Nothing.
0: Nothing. So So the big thing is you got to learn how to listen if you're going to focus. Right? And I got to take this for the fellas, because I'm the world's worst. So I'm going to be up. Uh, I heard somebody giggling over there. <laughs> Must be talking about somebody need to be listening. So let me let me help the fellas out. Let me give you some practical tips real quick. Maintain eye contact. Oh ooh, I thought we fixed that. I did. did? I must, you must have grabbed the wrong one. You must have grabbed the wrong one. I put two in there. But that was supposed to be when? See, it was late and we were tired. So, <laughs> so that's supposed to be uh maintain eye contact when your wife is talking to you. Now, I'm I'm not good at this, so I have to get better at it. So what we talk about, guys, we're not telling you something we've mastered. We're still going through these things, guys, because these are things you have to focus on doing. You never master this, right? And the next one is don't listen to your wife and do something else at the same time. Man, yeah. So y'all know what I'm saying.
1: Look, I'm seeing some of these wives.
0: I saw them looks elbow, <laughs> kick under the chair, see, that's you right there, boy. <laughs> I saw it, I saw it. That's all right. I'm guilty of that, too. Yes. Right? Because I can be on my phone. I'm trying to answer emails. Yes. And it might be something for the church. It might be something on the job. But still, that I'm not giving her my undivided attention. And so I'm not listening. And she'll, she'll ask me what I say. Uh, <laughs> y- you said, you said, uh... Yeah, that's what you said. So I have no idea what she said, right? Because I'm looking at something else. Number three, listen for feelings. Listen to how she feels about a certain situation, right? And, you, and ask her, baby, I sense that this, this, this made you feel like you were disrespected. Is that right? Right? Now, this, I, I got to get better at this too, right? I'm listening for feelings. I'm listening so I can ask the question back so that I can make sure I have a good understanding. Wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom, but in all I get, I get an understanding, right? So I want to get an understanding, right? <laughs> Number four, observe body language. She, she got i I can't roll my neck, but she's rolling her neck while she's talking to you, and hands, and facial expressions. Watch that body language. Is she tense? She's she throwing her hands around a lot? She's moving a lot? So watch, watch all of that stuff. That means something. Maybe a sense that you might be frustrated because look like your fists are balled up. Are you about to hit me? (laughs) Amen. And so watch the body language. Number five, refuse to interrupt. Mm. Oh, I know, guys. I know it. I know it. I know it. I know it. I know know you want to jump in there. But you got to resist that temptation to jump in there and interrupt because once you interrupt, that means she's got to start over. (laughs) Yeah, then you're going to be there a lot longer. Amen. So don't interrupt. If you want to save time, just let her go. And
1: men are high level, so they don't want to go through all the details again.
0: Right, especially she'll tell you I am thirty thousand feet. Her, and my daughter, they are down in the dirt with, with no, details. No, not me. Well, well, you have to help me with her.
1: Caitlin starts from the very beginning, oh the most God. minute of oh. information. And then she goes to the next most minute piece of information. And then the next minute piece of Im- And by time, the story that could have been two minutes turns out to be 30.
0: And I'm already in tongues. Yes. Because <laughs> I'm trying to get an interpretation, because she lost me at the second time. So, so Elaine, she knows how to bring that down and say, baby, high level for daddy. You see his eyes all glassed over right now? <laughs> you, he's gone. He's it, with talking to Paul in the third heaven. He ain't even listening. And I do, I, I get this look like, I, this, this is too much. It's and then
1: this. she says, Daddy, you're not listening.
0: Yeah, and I go, I'm trying to, baby. I really am. All my life I had to fight. So, <laughs> things not found in quality time. Texting and social media. Oh, am I hitting on something right now? I'm hearing oh, a- let me just say this, 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 let me just say this. Let me, say, this, let me, let me say it, then I'm going to move on.
1: Uh-oh. You
0: don't have a relationship with somebody just because you friends on Facebook. Some yes. <laughs> <laughs> folks don't even like you. And then you getting out mad because they don't like your picture. And I ain't getting no likes. <laughs> <laughs> oopie doo don't worry about all that, guys. We put too much emphasis on social media. Number two, TV, computer, iPad, and the phone, man. Those things can get in the way of that quality time. Let me get it this. I'm trying to go through these fast. and Lane got some good stuff. Clock watching. Your wife is talking, and you go, all right, baby. Yeah, uh-huh, because you know the game Get ready to come on. Yeah, boo. Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't do that because that gets on their last nerve. And then, in spite, they would tend to extend their conversation a little longer because you keep watching. Okay, all right. I ain't, I'm not talking the truth right now. I'm just talking. <laughs> Bored side. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and sarcastic retorts. Oh, you know anybody in this world like me. You'll never find another one like me. Oh, man, I must be talking to a different church. Okay, let's move on. Let's move on. Sitting next to each other churches, church is not quality time. I'm just saying. And listen, listen, don't be in here all hugged up. And you fuss all the way to church. And then you hug up in here like people are watching. Ain't nobody watching you.
1: And then you fuss all the way home.
0: Right. No, no, no. You say that for the house. If you break it out at the house, you won't have to break it out in church. Amen? Hello, somebody. Oh, boy. See, y'all walked up in the right church. We just can sit here and tell y'all some truth. All right. Three ways you can speak quality time. Here we go. Let's get right into this. Find an activity you like to do that complements something your wife enjoys, even if it's something you don't like, guys, because a lot of times it won't be. For instance, I don't like chick flicks. They make me soft. Right? I just, I be crying. I be crying. I be sitting over there. I'm like, man, this is so emotional. And I'm sitting there like, man, what is wrong? with? I remember one time we were watching, This was back when she liked Lifetime. Man, I watched like five episodes of Lifetime. Man, I had to check my manhood. (laughs) I'm sitting there like, what is wrong with me? I'm so emotional. (laughs) But she liked it. So I, you know, and she knows. And she doesn't like what I like to watch. I like action movies. So she tolerates that with me. But sometimes, guys. You, you need to do something that complements what she likes, even if you don't enjoy doing it. Number two, take a love drive. Y'all know what that is? Yeah. Let me teach y'all about a love drive. Amen. Yeah. See, we like to ride together. And we like to go do things. We like to go eat different places and stuff like that. See, a love drive. See, me and Elaine, we'll look different because we know each other. Sometimes me and Elaine will ride, e- ride, ride with each other, and we don't have to say a word. Because we know each other. But then there are other times we just have a great conversation. If you don't have it like that, you need to be talking. <coughs> yeah. Right? Especially if that's their quality time is the love language. You're trying to speak. Make sure you're having a great conversation. Where well, do you want to go eat, baby? Let's drive around the city a little bit. I'll tell you, Charlotte is a beautiful city, especially at night. I work up there. So I, I know all the places to go. So I get to, we get to go up there, do different things. We have a wonderful city, and there there's so many things to do in Charlotte. And what blows my mind is people who live here don't even know. They don't even do anything. Don't go to the opera. Don't go to plays. Don't, don't do anything. Don't, I, we love jazz. We'll go check out some jazz. I mean, we, well, is that sacrilegious? I'm sorry. I hope they don't run us out of the church. The Pastor City, listen to jazz. Yeah, I said it. So, <laughs> so we love doing different things like that. Guys, take advantage of this great city we have. Take a love drive, just drive. Drive around the city. Man, you know what, when, when 485 was completed, you know what we did? <laughs> we, we got did. in the car and we drove all the way around. It. <laughs> just to be doing it. We were together, right? And so take a love drive. All right, I'm talking too much. Sacrifice something that you love to create time to share with her. Again, if you like playing golf, maybe you might want to you know, do something else that time to do something with her. Hello? or softball, or whatever it is that, that's your thing, then maybe you need to, you know, not do your thing so you can do her thing, right? Now, Elaine is going to come from the, the woman's perspective. I'm just speaking purely from the male perspective, from a man's perspective, amen? Okay, this is for the women.
1: So, ladies, let me hear the ladies. <laughs> so, I'm going to tell you how to satisfy your man whose primary language is quality time. Now, some of these things are somewhat repetitive, but I'm going to try to put a different spin on it, OK? The Urban Dictionary, quality time, is a term mainly used by women in order to get her partner to spend more time with her. Now, this usually makes a man sigh.
0: Oh, so y'all got to catch my cue, bro. Yeah,
1: you guys are. You're horrible. (laughs)
0: Little, little slow. But, you but usually, <laughs> even though it
1: makes them sigh and it's not something they just really want to do, they'll do it in order to get something out of the wife or the girlfriend. It might be uh, bedroom time.
0: Uh, yeah, watch out now. Yeah.
1: It might be getting her to wash his clothes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: right? That girlfriend, you go over you know, you go, you'll give her some quality time because you want something done. Mm. Okay, but that's not quality time. That's right. That's just just fake time. That's a good way to put it. Um, I came up with this. Seeing someone every day does not equate to spending quality time. It's not the seeing, but the doing that makes Mm. it memorable. So that means that quality time can involve an action, right? The action is giving up something to spend some time Mm -hmm. with somebody, uh, foregoing uh, maybe working those extra few hours so that you can have time to spend with your family or Mm -hmm. your children or your wife if you're not married, or your girlfriend. If you are investing in someone and their love language is quality time, then you really need to spend that kind of um, uninhibited time with that person. Mm Often, physical activity, I'm trying to be clean, you guys, is tied to quality time when you're referring to a relationship between a man and a woman. But don't get it twisted. Quality time is giving someone your undivided attention in order to strengthen the relationship. Mm -hmm. That physical activity will not necessarily strengthen your relationship. It might enhance it. Hey, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it won't strengthen it. Because what happens if that ever breaks? Mm-hmm. Then where is your strength? This applies in all relationships, right? So it has to be your undivided attention that strengthens a relationship. How can a woman fill her man's love tank if that's his primary love language? First, and he talked about this. He talked mm-hmm. about focused attention. Right. But my, my spin on this is that it's activity that is not shared with any other stimuli. So, ladies, if you're in the kitchen cooking and your man's love language is quality time, how can you be giving him quality time if your activity is cooking? How can you be giving him quality time if what you're doing is helping the children with homework? So you can't say well we're here together mm-hmm. because you're focusing on doing something else you're not really giving him that quality time mm-hmm. so just keep in mind he talked about it I'm not going to exa- elaborate because focused attention is focused attention whether it's the woman giving it to the man or the man giving it to the woman don't complain <laughs> about time spent with your spouse so now okay he didn't say this exactly so I want to <laughs> share this so when you spend some time with your husband, and, and you guys end up in a situation. Let's say it's an intense moment of fellowship, and you say, well, I gave you all this time, so I didn't have time to do X, Y, Z. Well, now you're complaining about the quality time that you <laughs> shared. So now yeah. you have negated mm-hmm. the activity and the memory because now they're upset because you're saying, well, I shouldn't have given it to you. I mean, I could have done such, something else. So you have to be careful. We, we, we complain. Let's just face it, we're naggers. I mean, inherently. And, 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 you know, you may not consider yourself a nagger, but we want so much. And men are usually very lax in giving it to us, so we just continue to, you know. We keep saying stuff. We have more words than men.
0: Yes, Lord, which y'all is do. why
1: it appears that we are naggers, because we have more to say But you have to be careful that you don't allow all those words to negate some of the positive things that you're trying to do. Mm. Learn to speak quality time fluently. So let me ask you this. In school, when you were taking a language and you said, I want to be fluent in that language, that meant that you had to spend time speaking that language. In school, out of school. Wherever you were, right, you had to spend time. So it's the same thing with these love languages. If you want to become fluent in it, you don't just do it for the, at the moment. You have to constantly, intent. what is our word we always say? Intentional. intentional. You have to be intentional about constantly doing or learning the love language that it is that you are trying to learn. Otherwise, you can only you can do what they call broken love language. You know, when you have somebody that says, well, I speak a little Spanish and it's Spanglish.
0: It's, it's broken.
1: It's Spanglish, right? It's not real Spanish because you're not fluent. Well, it's the same thing with love languages. If you are learning it to be fluent, then you are, I, I don't have a name for it, but uh, I could probably come up with one. <laughs> but when you're learning to speak uh, your love language, remember we have talked about there are different dialects? Mm-hmm. So even in Spanish, you know, you can have a Cuban dialect, you can have a Puerto Rican dialect, you can have a Spanish dialect, right? N- and, and not necessarily will you understand everything that that person is speaking, right. because the dialect is a little different. Well, there's dialects in love languages. Yep. Um, one is quality conversation. So you have quality time, but in that quality time is quality conversation. Now, you might say, well, isn't that words of affirmation? Nope. Words of affirmation focus on what we are saying. Mm -hmm. Quality time focuses on what we are hearing. Hearing. Mm -hmm. You guys got that? So when you're giving words of affirmation, it's what you're saying to someone to affirm them. But when you're giving them quality time, you are primarily listening. listening. So he talked about listening. That is uh, something you, most of us, probably 90, not just men, women, we have to learn to listen better.
0: You know, we have one mouth and two ears so that we are to listen twice as much as we are to be speaking, right? And, and there, there are the right ways and the wrong ways to listen to people. Mm-hmm. And I talked about a little bit of that, but she's got another dialect she wants to talk to you about.
1: Quality activities. So you guessed it, it's doing things together. Well, he talked about that. It can be jogging. It can be fishing, not for me.
0: (laughs) Definitely not for you.
1: It could be yard work, not for me. No, not for you. But it needs to be something that at least one of you enjoys. See, it doesn't even have to be something that you both enjoy. It could be shopping. Now, the wonderful thing about my husband is that my husband likes to shop (laughs) most of the time. But when he gets tired and he doesn't want to shop anymore, then he goes and finds himself a man place and he sits and he, he waits, right? And he's very, very, very patient. But ninety percent of the time, he's shopping right along with it. Mm-hmm. But men, if you—I've heard so many men say, "I hate to
0: shop." I ain't going with my wife. I ain't I going you.
1: nowhere with my wife to shop. Isn't that right, Carol? Uh huh. I see the look. I see. I see the look on Randy's face.
0: He's already
1: said, "I ain't going shopping." But what you don't realize is that some of the most wonderful memories could come out of a shopping experience. It really could. Cause you people watch.
0: Yeah. <laughs> guys, let me just say this, okay? And I, I know we're streaming this, but I'm gonna tell you anyway. Uh-oh. I get some of my sermons. <laughs> see, I shouldn't even tell you guys this. I get so many sermons watching people. And I'm sitting out there, oh, boy, that's a message. (laughs) 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 I enjoy it. I just take your time. I'm getting messages, right? Oh, yeah, there's another message right there. So I I take it. I redeem my time.
1: But the thing is that one of you needs to enjoy it, whether it's the both you enjoy it or one of you. Because here's the deal. The other is willing to do is say at least one of you needs to enjoy it. The other is willing to do it, and both of you know why you're doing it. So, you know, you just have to learn these different dialects. Another thing is maintain eye contact, and he talked about that. If you're talking to your your spouse or even your children, right, don't be talking to them, they're over here and you're over here, because they will know that it is not genuine, whatever it is your conversation is probably won't even think you're, <laughs> you're even listening right. or you're, you're mm-hmm. whatever the conversation is about, then they're feeling the other person is uh, less than. Because if you can't give them eye contact, then generally that means that that quality time is not even being valued as quality time. And then lastly, yeah, listen. listen. You know, women are more emotional than men.
0: <laughs>
1: if you listen, you can hear what they are saying. See, I'm not even talking about looking. I'm talking about hearing what they're saying. You can see sometimes their body um, movements might give you some insight into how they're feeling. But here's a great exercise in connecting with your emotions. And I'm actually speaking more for men in this aspect. And I know he talked to men, but this was something I put in there for you guys because men are less emotional, and so a lot of times. We don't understand, even though we might be listening, we still may not understand the emotion behind what they're saying, because they're not emotional. Mm-hmm. See, we can, we have emotion, and you know, and you guys watch me up here. I'm moving, and you know, I'm, um, I, I my voice goes up and down, and um, you might see, you know, uh, some different kind of emotion. If it's something that's really serious or sad, I might get a tear. See, men aren't gonna do that. And so if you're talking to your, 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 your man, for example, and um, you say, "So-and-so's husband did such-and-such I don't know I'm, or, or on the job, um, they really made me upset, and this happened. What do you think? Hmm. He's going to tell you what he thinks, not what he feels. See, he's going to tell you, well, you just need to do such and such and such. Well, that's not a feeling. That's a thought. That's not an emotion. See, but that's a man. That's how they're wired. So to help you get in touch with your emotions, I have a little exercise I'm going to suggest. One day in your day, have a little notepad. On one side put events. On the other side put feelings. So I'm going to ask you. You're driving along the road. This is the event. Somebody (laughs) slams on their brakes. You almost hit the back of them. What do you feel? Write it down. Slammed on brakes?
0: Not what you said. (laughs) 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 I know what you said. What would Jesus do? I know that's what you said. (laughs) I'm sure that's what you you said. What
1: did you feel? (laughs) So did you feel like well, I think I'm going to run out and knock him in the head. That's a thought. That's an action. That's not a feeling. Was the feeling, oh, my God, I, I felt like I, my heart was in my chest or I felt like um, I, I could have been close to death. Right? That's an emotion. That's a feeling, right? So, for example, a tailgater or you get angry. That's a feeling. Um, you're at the gas station and something happens uh, where, you're pumping your gas and the pump doesn't cut off and you <laughs> actually end up pumping $10 more. Because you went into the gas station <laughs> to go buy a drink and you came out and all this gas is on the ground you just pour, you just pumped 10 more dollars more. Cuz you know you expect the gas pump to stop, right? But it didn't stop. What is your feelings? Feelings.
0: Mhm
1: upset. Be upset. That's yeah. a that's an emotion. Yeah. So if you can do that, and it's for women too, to, but I say this for men because men don't understand right. their feelings, yeah. their emotions. So take an event and write down what the uh, corresponding feeling was and just do that a few times a day or a few times a week and you can actually start to get in touch with your feelings.
0: And even in those for men, um, fellas, Sometimes we express one thing, but we feel another, mm-hmm. right? So we would get angry about something, but actually we were really hurt or scared, <laughs> right? But we don't want to express hurt or scared. We want we get angry. I'm angry. Baby. I was angry about that. No, actually you got hurt when you, when she said that, <laughs> you know. And so sometimes even in those, we mask it. Yes. Uh, yes. Amen. Am I talking it right, brothers up in here? Okay, all right. <laughs> so
1: But once you are able to identify those feelings, then you can have some really right. decent conversations and quality conversations. See, I y'all probably thought, what does this have to do with quality conversation? Has everything to do with it. Yeah. What does it have to do with listening? It has everything, everything to do with it. Because when you're listening, then you start to hear. The feeling involved mm-hmm. when you start to identify with what that truly is, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Dr. Chapman specifies there are two basic types of personalities. When it comes to being in touch with our emotions, <laughs> we have what we call the Dead Seas,
0: <laughs>
1: and then we have the Babbling Brooks.
0: The Babbling, babbling Brooks. Uh huh. Y'all know what that one is. You just,
1: so the Dead Sea, okay, you probably like, what's the Dead Sea? The Dead Sea is somebody who takes in a lot of information, identifies a lot, but they don't have much to say. They never really talk about it, right? They, are a, they have a reservoir of information and knowledge and, and thoughts, but they just don't really express them. But the babbling brook can't stop. It comes in, it comes out. Right. <laughs> well, you ever notice that you see people and you say, Dad, they're totally opposite, but they're attracted to each other like, you know, magnetic force. Right. Well, that's what happens mm-hmm. because the dead. when you're in a dating situation, the dad seems like, well, I want to do nothing. I can sit back and enjoy. And this person goes <laughs> and talk, 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 talk. Right. And then the babbling Brooks person is thinking, boy, they're I just so quiet. This. They're just listening they to just me listen. Everything I have to say. They just so love. Oh, nice. Let them be married for five years.
0: You ain't talking to me.
1: Right. <laughs> then the Dead Sea person feels like, God, I know this person, and I'm sick of hearing them. <laughs> <laughs> and the babbling Brooks person says, I oh don't really God. know this person. I they never talk. I
0: can't, get right. can't get anything out of them. Right.
1: Can't get anything out of them. So what do you do? What do you do? You save learn it. each other's? We're
0: going to say that for a question and answer. Okay, we'll save that. Let's say okay. that for a question and answer. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah.
1: All right, we'll do it. We'll save that for that. And then six, he talked about don't interrupt, and we know why. Because if you interrupt, you know men get really frustrated when you interrupt them. They, you know, they got this we one do. thought. You know, and let's be honest, guys, when you interrupt them, it's probably because they can't remember what I you can. What were saying. I
0: can't. I forget. I then I'm frustrated. I'm like, Baby, I don't just forget. Yeah. it. I don't even know what I was getting ready to say. <laughs>
1: That's right. Remember, we have more words. Give, let, let them get a chance to get their words out because they don't have as many words as we do. And once we interrupt and we start using our words, then obviously they've lost their words.
0: <laughs> so, and I like that yeah, women do have more words. That might be why Satan sat there and talked with the woman because she did have a whole lot more words than the man. But uh, I digress. So let's talk about children, Right. Because women, actually, one 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 definition about a woman is the one who announces,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? She announces her king. Praise the Lord. What does the church do? Don't we announce our king? The church is a woman, right? Yeah, uh, y'all y'all connecting the dots. Okay, all right. Praise the Lord. That's another message for another time. So, all right, let's talk about children a little bit. Now, children who speak quality time feel love. Uh, when they have uh, our undivided attention. Now, we're just talking about quality time is their primary love language. And, and a couple of times I told you guys how you can tell with your children what their love language is is based on how they treat you. If you have a child who just likes to be under you, likes to be with you, likes doing things with you, their primary love language is probably quality time. If you have a child that likes for you to go buy them something, then quality time is really not their thing. They really want a gift, right? So that's why how you can kind of tell uh, which is which for your child. Now, unfortunately, today our children are being trained by these iPhones and iPads, and I mean, you go to the, you go to a restaurant. First thing they have oh. in their hands is a phone, right? Or you go to a restaurant and everybody at the table got a phone. Yep. Everybody. everybody. Or ta- or a Nobody's talking. There's no conversation. Everybody doing this. The food come. They eat. That's not quality time with the family. Right? So you might have to have some some just, just have a basket or something, put the cell phone in there, and everybody at dinner time in your house, oh, we're at dinner now. So let's put that away, right? So you can have some quality time. Now, for children, for children, quality time is not just about the event itself, but that you are doing something together or just being together. So it's not about the event. They just wanna be with you, right? So Elder was sharing something with me. He he said I can I can speak this with him and Dinah. They went to um, a volleyball game and during the game uh, um, his baby girl got a t-shirt, you know, in the game and they just had a wonderful time. And I said, Wow, well her language might be quality time because she so enjoyed just having that time with her pops, right? And so this is these are some of the ways that you can tell Kids that just don't want to be around you, they'll let you know, right? Not, they, don't, they have no filter, right? But if they do like hanging around the parents, they just want to be with you, it doesn't matter what it is, as long as they just, they're with you, then their primary might be quality time. So you need to do everything that you can to make sure that you're filling up their love tank in that particular area. Next thing I thought about was quality time is not only doing things together, but is a means for knowing your child better, too. Because during that time, you can have these conversations with them that sometimes other siblings or other things or other activities can get in the way, and you're just not able to have that time. One of the things that we did with Caitlin at a very early age is um, I I gave her a promise ring, and she wears the promise ring on her finger, on her mirror finger.
1: Occasionally.
0: Uh, Well, right now she's bigger because it was much smaller, but she's not a jewelry kind of person, but it, it was more symbolic. So I told her, I said, right now you're married to me, and on your wedding day, you're going to remove the ring from your father and put on the ring from your husband, because then he has the ultimate responsibility to take care of you. Right now, that's my responsibility. So in other words, no man can do anything to you that I'm not doing, but everything that I am doing for you, a man is going to have to do too. So now she has an example of what it means. So those times when we would go out on date nights, we would have discussions about stuff. I would... I would on purpose bring up boys. And she would go, Daddy, you know, I don't like no boy." But at that age. But as she grew up, she would say, Daddy, I, I want to talk to you about so-and-so. And then I was like, shoot, man, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> right? Under my breath. I wouldn't let her know. You know? But, but then she wanted to talk about girl things. Right? And that was my opportunity for her to build that, uh, that trust factor with, with me. So now she talks to me about everything. I mean, some stuff, I would say, baby, you might want to go talk to your mama. (laughs) You know, because I'm like, you know. But she she will tell me everything. But I believe that was a result of spending that quality time together and having those discussions so that I can get to know her better, what she like, what she doesn't like, what she wants to be. How can I help her? Things like that. Is that making sense? Fellas, if you have girls, you should already be taking your daughters out on dates. Bottom line, if you have young men, young men need to go out with you too to do men's stuff. But right? they
1: also need to go out with their mothers yep. so that they can understand how is he to treat a woman. A woman.
0: Mm-hmm. So that's taught by the parents. You don't let anybody else do that because the school. Oh, don't don't let me go there. That's, that. That's I, a whole I'll, I'll go too deep if I yeah. start talking about schools. All right, so he, here's the deal. Five ways to speak quality time to your child. And I know mine is real short, because I like Um, Q&A. Make eye contact with them as they tell you something important, right? And Elaine was talking about that. But that's for all of us as adults and as children. They want to know that they got your undivided attention. They don't want you on the phone, and they're trying to tell you about their day, right? Even if you have to say, baby, hold on one second. Let me get this email out. This is for work. Give me five minutes. Boom. Once that five minutes is up, put that phone down and say, what's up, baby? How was your day today?
1: I Turn re- towards them. I remember one time he was talking with, Caitlin was trying to tell him something. I remember this like it was yesterday, and it's been quite a few years ago, mm-hmm. and he had his phone, and she went.
0: That was my computer. It was my oh, laptop. It was, oh, it
1: was his laptop. Yeah, I was working. Okay. And she shut that thing down, and she says, daddy.
0: Now, y'all know Caitlin. <laughs> She well, did that at that age, too.
1: They don't, maybe everybody doesn't really know,
0: okay? Yeah, most of it's them It's probably good pay. she's not here today. But she said,
1: Daddy, you're not paying attention to me. And he had to stop.
0: Scared me. <laughs> I had to change my underwear. So, so I had to give her my undivided attention because she, it was important to her, right? And I had to make sure that uh, we made eye contact so she understood that what she was saying was. Va- Valuable. Hey Boo. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> shh, shh, shh. Shh. Don't say anything about Kayla. <laughs> Find silly things to laugh about and laugh as often as possible. One thing we do a lot of in the Laughlin house. Oh Lord. We laugh that we laugh a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll tell you, I, I try to make you laugh till you pee. So um, uh, but th- that's how we are. Me and boys
1: are good friends. Y-
0: yes. So, <laughs> see, a lot of women might not know what you're talking about, but most of them do. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so look at Richard. Richard's looking like, what? <laughs> Men don't even have a clue. They don't even have a clue. But anyway, <laughs> and so we laugh a lot. Get with your kids, laugh, tickle them, man, laughter do do good like a medicine. Have fun, right? Listen, guys, you're going to turn around one day, and they're going to be gone. And you're going to be like, God almighty, man, where'd that time go? Right? So have fun with your children. And in that, you can still determine what's their love language. Because this is important that we understand their love language at an early age, because a lot of times you see the dysfunctions of adults is because they were dysfunctional as children. Right? So dysfunctional children grow up to be what? Dysfunctional
1: adults.
0: Amen. Amen. Ask very specific uh, specific questions about your child's day that do not have a yes or no answer because you know that's what they're going to say. Did you have a good day? Yes. yes. Did you do anything today? No.
1: Did you get in trouble today?
0: No. no. But they did because you already know, right? You're just like God in that respect. You're asking them the question. You already know the answer. Did you? Were you all right today? Yes. I was really good today. No, you weren't. I wasn't good today, Mom. I'm sorry. So, so you already know, right? But you need to be asked specific questions that, that don't require yes or no answers to try to get them to engage in the conversation. Is that making sense at all? Right? I'm trying to get through this. Okay. Number four is when talking, when taking them to the park, spend time actually playing and talking with them. You know, a lot of times you just let them run free, right? Then let them have fun. But that's all right, too, to go over, push them on the swing. Have a conversation with them. Don't just throw them out there and let them do things. Let them know you really enjoy being with them too. Th- this, this may seem, it may seem like it's a small thing, but when you're feeding your child's love tank, this could mean the difference between that young girl or that young boy growing up to be assertive and self confident or growing up to have low self esteem and feeling unworthy. I'm telling you, these little things can make a huge difference if we apply them. Number five, if possible, take them to your workplace. Now, this, this is powerful here. Take them to your workplace, but say something good about them in front of your coworkers. That means, man, a, you, your child will be like, shh, man, let me sit in there, you know. Say something good about them. Those are, your, those are your peers. Let them see what you do for a living. Kids love that kind of stuff. Take me to your job. No, I ain't taking my job. Take them to the job. Let them see what you do. Introduce them to your coach. Most jobs are OK with that. Some you can't because of the type of job it is. But if you can, I think you can do a lot to add value to your children. Uh, letting them meet your co-workers and then then give them, even if their love language is not words of affirmation, they still need words of affirmation, you give them those words of affirmation right there in front of your co-workers. Because once you do that, you know what your co-workers are going to do. Oh, that is so awesome! And then you step back and let them do the rest of the work. Uh, You work smarter. Not hard. (laughs) Amen. Okay, so Elaine is going to talk about teens.
1: So all right, we've trying to get through this quick because we talked a lot, and, you know, as I said, a lot of this is redundant, but it still applies, no matter whether you're a husband, a wife, a child, or a teen. But we do know that teens are special animals. And if their love language is quality time, what you did to satisfy them as children may right. not be the same as what it is when they're teens. That's true. And that's, you know, because we're trying to, they're, they're, they're changing their bodies are changing, yes. their personalities are morphing, they're trying to be independent, they, they don't, they don't want to depend on mom and daddy, they want to be self-sufficient. But they're still not in a position to be self-sufficient, because they aren't working jobs, they're right. not taking care of, they don't, as, as my daughter always said, when you start buying your own toilet paper,
0: <laughs>
1: you, can be, you can be an adult, right? As long as you use a mind, you're not. <laughs>
0: I know. Those are those lofted analogies. They probably make more sense to us.
1: But quality time to your teen means giving them a portion of your real life. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now we're not just talking about giving them undivided attention or time, but we're talking about giving them some of you. Mm -hmm. So what that means, if you say, well, Pastor, what does that mean? It means that you need to start being real to them about what your life was like at that age. Mm -hmm. See, don't let them think you're perfect. That's the problem. We let we try to we try to come off like well we we didn't do anything wrong. We right. were perfect. You need to be like this. You know you can't steer off the path. But uh, you know, guys, I was real real honest with my daughter, and sometimes I was even ashamed of the honesty. But yeah. I wanted her to understand. I don't want her to be That's like right.
0: me. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I wanted mm-hmm. her to
1: listen. I wanted us to have quality conversation. I wanted her to know she could come to me with anything because I didn't have that growing up. And and be, as a result of that, I made a lot of mistakes. I did a lot of wrong things, mm-hmm. but I didn't want her to have to experience. Now, she's going to experience her own things, right? But she didn't have to experience my thing Correct. because I was real with her. Yeah. See, if you're not real... Here's a here's a difference. Affirmation, gifts, even physical touch, they're quick moments in time. Yeah. The difference with quality time is it takes time. You can't rush quality <laughs> time. So if their primary love language is quality time, then you need to be prepared to take time. That's
0: right. Yeah.
1: And I'm not just talking about a teen in that case. If it's your if it's your spouse. You can't just, you know, a a touch on his back or or whatever is not going to satisfy that quality time Mm -hmm. need. It's not going to fill a love tank. You may not even get a quarter of a tank.
0: Right. Or you just buy a gift just to save face because you just finished fussing the day before. So you think that gift is going to appease them. Not for a person with quality time. The person with the gift, they might take the gift and be happy about the gift, but they're still not happy about the conversation you had before. So you're still gonna have to go there. So you can't just try to use those things to appease people. This is not what we're talking about, right?
1: So when you're dealing with teens, you have to. This is. I, really I know this sounds like it's, it's wrong English, but it's true. It's be really, really, really there, right? I just told you, you have to. You have to talk about you and and share, because they're at the age now where they can start to digest some of this and really understand. And you may have to be cognizant of whether they're 12 or whether they're 18, right. but the point is, be real there.
0: Yeah, sowing yeah, seeds of transparency and vulnerability in your children is is key, because they can see that you had issues, you went through things, so they know that, again, you're not walking around with a halo on that you've also made some decisions and choices that you're not happy about, and all you're trying to do is to make sure to prevent them from falling to the same pitfalls, right?
1: Um, Have some quality conversation. Now, we've talked about quality conversation, so I'll just hit a couple of highlights. Be available to talk with your teen, not at your teen. See, they're Mm -hmm. not a child anymore. Yeah. See, When they were children, we kind of talked at them to get them to learn how to do things. Now they're teenagers. You can't talk at them anymore. You have to talk with them. So it's like, it's like you're having an adult with a pre-adult person mm-hmm. who, can, who, can, who has cognitive skills to understand and process and all of that. So you have to be willing to uh, answer the hard questions if you're talking with them. Mm -hmm. And not at them.
0: Let me me just share this. Here's the default. Let me just give you a default here because you might say, well, I've done all of this and they're still tripping. They're still acting up. They're still misbehaving and all of that stuff. Here's the default. Then at some point, once they get a certain age, all that's required of you is to love them as a parent. Right. Right? You did your best, right? So what's required of you is your default, and that's just to love them. Right. Then you got to let them make their bad mistakes, and in hopes someone, one of those mistakes might be bad enough that might get their attention. Yep. Yep. Life is a teacher.
1: Well, let's say God, turn, God turned them over to a what? A reprobate mind. So when they don't want to listen, and that's what they want to do, then sometimes it might take hitting your head up against the wall. Yep to be able to bounce back. I
0: had to do it. I I did it. So sometimes you got to go through that so you can come to yourself to figure out how good you really had it. (laughs) Amen. So do your best, parents. Love them. Amen.
1: Have healthy conversations with your kids. Don't use I, Mm. I, I. Because that creates a, def- I mean, I'm sorry, use you, I, because that does, that takes away any defense mechanism, because basically you're talking about your emotions, not theirs. Yeah. Yeah. So when you're having these conversations, and some of them might be hard conversations, say, this is how I, I. feel. Mm-hmm. This is how, um, 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 what's going on with what you're doing, and I'm feeling this, because that way the, it takes, it takes.
0: You're not it's showing not, blame.
1: it's not, yeah, it's mm-hmm. not like you're throwing blame, but when you keep saying you, you, mm-hmm. you, then they're going to throw up those defense mechanisms and they're going to shut down and you're not going to be able to have any more conversations because they think that you are jumping on them or you are uh, not giving them the opportunity to express how they feel. You know, when you take a trip, let, 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 let for a second, um, A lot of times we want to include our teens in our family events, and they're saying, well, I'm not interested. I got this to do with my friends or that to do with my friends. And I don't think it's always that they don't want to spend time with you, but we don't take time to consider their schedule. We feel because now they're, see, they're not children anymore, but we don't change our mindset, and we don't take time to in the fact that they are becoming social, and they have schedules. So then here you come up. It's the day before. We're going down to Grandma's, and they're saying, well, I don't want to go. And mm-hmm. you're upset and mad and vexed because they don't want to go because they have already created time with friends or, or a game or something, of the, whatever it might be. But they have schedules. They're growing up. They're mm-hmm. becoming adults. If you really, But sometimes it's not that they don't want to spend time with you, but maybe the activity that you choose is not something they're interested <laughs> in. You know, you saying you're going down to Aunt Sally's. Well, Aunt Sally has a three-year-old. And you're saying, oh, well, you can go play with your cousin. But they're 13. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are they going to do? They're, they're not going to go play with a three-year-old. Right. So what you need to do is if you really want to engage them in a family activity, then find something that they might want to do that you can interject into the trip. And so maybe you say, well, we'll go to Aunt Sally's and we'll spend a couple of hours there, but we'll stop at such and such on the way back because that's something they want to do. Mm-hmm. Now, now you have a family activity that everybody can get something mm-hmm. out of and right. you've spent that quality right. time. Does that does that make sense? Yes. Uh, and the other thing, look, um, let me hear you. I'm trying to get through this. Mm-hmm. Don't preach at your kids. Teach them. They get enough. Pre- they get there to church. The difference between preaching and teaching is there's a whole lot of emotionalism when you're in the pulpit and you know pastor's spitting and grunting and uh-huh. he's probably yelling at him and everything else but 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 teaching teaching is a lower comp, a lower uh, usually a lower uh, voice you know you're sharing you're talking and you're giving them some information but you're not uh,
0: Okay. I'm in my feelings now.
1: And offer reasons. (laughs) We're going to keep going, guys. Offer reasons. You know, your kids at this point are asking questions. And it's not like the little five-year-olds. It's mommy, why? Mommy, why? Mommy, why? These are more uh, intellectual type Mm -hmm. questions. And so you need to offer reasons, not because I said so. See, when they're little, sometimes because I said so might work. Because they don't know, and you're trying to direct them, and you're trying to give them some... um, you know, some morality and, and, and understanding of, of, of what's right and wrong. But when they become teens, because I said so doesn't work. Right. You need to give them reasoning as to why you have made a decision or whatever the reason is for your, the, the question, right? Um, quality activities, your teen is developing. So you wanna make sure that the activities that you do are things that uh, they're going to enjoy. Um, even if you don't enjoy them. And uh, our daughter did come in. I'm going to say this, and she'll be okay with this, I think. Caitlin was a teenager and was never really into activities or physical, Physical? like cheerleading and stuff like that. But she got interested in chorus. I didn't know jack squat about chorus. I didn't know anything about all these classical songs and all that but you know what uh, John and I did we made a point of learning and listening and being at every concert that we could possibly be at and I actually developed a taste yeah. for it but she loved it You know what would have been horrible if we just said well honey we don't know nothing about that go on have good, go on and do your thing and but you know we didn't decide right. or choose to learn about it and to to try to uh, Enjoy what she was enjoying. See that's that's what you gotta do. Um, if your child is into cheerleading, then learn cheerleading. If your child is into soccer, learn soccer. If they're into volleyball,
0: volleyball whatever, whatever, it is. whatever
1: it might be, it might not be your flavor, but it's their flavor. Understand it and you'll you'll be happier for it.
0: You can go through all of those. And again, then lastly,
1: guys. God does speak our love language, and we talked about this. We always, inter- we always bring God into it, right? Um, Jeremiah, if you want to go to these, you can. Jeremiah 2.32, does a young woman forget her jewelry? Does a bride hide her wedding dress? Yet for years on end, my people have forgotten me. God is crying out, don't forget me. I speak quality time too.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Isaiah Please come and let's reason together. What is God saying? Let's spend some quality time together, implores the Lord. Even though your sins are like scarlet, they'll be white like snow. Though they're like crimson, they'll become like wool. Revelation. See, this is all throughout the Bible. God is crying out to us. I I speak your language. Mm -hmm. Revelation 2, 2, 2 through 5 says, I know what you have done how hard you have worked and how hard you have endured. I also know that you cannot tolerate wicked people. You have tested those who call themselves apostles but are not apostles. You have discovered that they are liars. You have endured, suffered trouble because of my name and have not grown weary. However, I have this against you. The love you had at first is gone. What is God saying to us? You don't spend time with me anymore. Mm -hmm. When you fell in love with your spouse or your children, all you wanted to do was spend time. When you got saved, hopefully all you wanted to do was spend time with God. Now he's saying you've lost your first love. You don't love me anymore. Not the way you used to. Remember for for you have fallen, you have remember how far you have fallen. fallen. Mm-hmm. Return to me and change the way you think and act and do what you did at first. I will come to you and take your lampstand from its place if you don't change. Mm -hmm. So now what is he saying? He's telling us, if you don't come back to me, I'll turn your light out. Mm -hmm. So God is telling us, I want your time. John 15 says, I am the vine. You are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him. The same bringeth forth forth much Much fruit. fruit. Mm -hmm. So what does it say after that? For without me, you You can can do do nothing.
0: nothing. And then you guys can go to Ephesians 6, 18 and 1 Chronicles 16 and 11 uh, to to get some more uh, indication about how much God wants to spend time with you. So amen. Amen. We got it all in there. Amen? Amen. All right. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Thank you for listening. We pray that this message encourages you. If you would like to learn more about C3 Church, please visit us in person in Indian Trail, North Carolina at 5805 West Highway 74, Indian Trail, North Carolina, 28079 or on the web c3churchnc.org or on facebook.com forward slash c 3 Indian NC.